Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast. Real fans, real talk. We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA. I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure. Real fans, for the fans. Let's go! Hey, it's the Punch Touch Podcast. It's the Punch Touch Podcast. Welcome, welcome everybody to another fantastic episode of Punch Touch Podcast. I'm your host, Coach T. I'm here with the farmer. This is episode 26, Domestic Violence. And yes, there was domestic violence witnessed in Newcastle with regards to some of the... um, English, British pugilists in the realm of boxing. Yes, and it was a domestic violent affair. And we'll be discussing that on episode 26. But first of all, let me welcome, and I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. Always putting seeds of insightfulness and and you know what? It it planting something to provoke your thoughts to give you a bit more of the colourful sport of boxing and MMA. Farmer, welcome, sir. How are you doing, brother? Hello, hello, hello. I am fine, thank you. And I'm also happy to be back yet again on this podcast, Coach T. And I'm glad to join you this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whoever is listening to this podcast, wherever you are. I hope everyone else as well as well. So, yep. I'm raring to go on this domestic violence. There you go. There you go. And you know, you know what, brother? I'm trying my best not to giggle like a like a like a school child at the back of the, the you know the bike shed having a quick smoke. I'm trying not to giggle, but you know what? You're always smooth like Clark Kent. And then when you get into your thing, you ruin like dragons. <laughs> I love it. I do. I love it. I love the intro. I really. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the intro. That is. That is smooth. Like like some form of good for you yogurt going down your throat. That's smooth. That's really smooth. So, farmer. Yes, sir. Domestically, we had, we had, uh, we had a battle. We had an event. We had we had a battleground, and it was Newcastle Arena, Tyne and Ware, United Kingdom. And you know, how Newcastle gets down. They're a great, great crowd. You know, whether it's football or boxing, they're just they're just up, up, up. Like their vibes are really good in Newcastle. It was so good that some people brought out microwaves for Eubank Junior to sign. That's correct. Yes, they did. What's that? What's that? No, no, I saw that. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> like he actually he had his cap on, he had his puffer jacket on, and I know you're on road because the camera's on road. You there, there's street lights and everything, and he's carrying this white goods in his hand, and he's sincere, like, please sign my microwave, like, sign it, please. <laughs> it was just that was just that's just like the fanfare of boxing that was amazing it was all love it was all love and it was all i wouldn't even call it banter it's just just love and just people expressing themselves with the Geordie wow. way my friend the Geordie wheel like i right that's right Geordie wheel 
Yeah, with white goods. I've never seen a white goods sign before on road. I've never, I've never seen that. But um, speaking of white goods, let's talk about that fight. Eubank Jr. against Adjuin. Adjuin. I don't know, Adjuin, that this name. It's a cool name. It just sounds like, sounds like, you know, you know that, you know when Aladdin had that lamp and the genie, it sounds like one of the genie's cousins, Adjuin. It really does. Um, <laughs> it does. It just sounds like his cousin. So we got Chris Eubank Jr. Let's give the stats um, to those that are listening to get a little bit of a, an illustration of this fight in Newcastle. Eubank Jr., 30 victories, two losses, and they're decent losses. These are decent losses against very, very good operators in the game. We've got Adjuin with 28 wins and one loss. I don't really know about his record. Some may call it padded like a pillow. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I don't know. Adjuin's six foot two. So he's got a decent reach. He's 26 years old, which he's a lot younger than Eubank Jr. Eubank Jr. is 32, so he needs to push on a little bit now at 5 foot 11. Decent fight. Uh, both of them in an orthodox stance officially. But here's a twist. Here's a Hitchcock twist. He came out in Southpaw. You know that farmer. Arduin came out in Southpaw and flipped the Bumber Clark script. It, well, it only lasted till, yeah. It, I think it was more of a probing test, really. Do you think? Because that that was yeah. a that was quite a smart move. If you know how to handle yourself in that stance, then so be it. But that was like officially, everything says you don't, you never do that. Like you never go southpaw. But then, bang, he comes out in southpaw. Yeah, the first couple of rounds were, were feeding out operation, wasn't it? Um, mm. And. Um, Eubank started to move forward slowly on round three because of, as you know, boxing's a sweet science. Because we had a tall opponent, as they say, you trot down the tree, it falls. He took the mid the midriff and he just couldn't handle that power. He just had, he, and that's why, where I think now, I think Chris Eubanks Jr.'s boxing IQ is starting to come together. Right before he would go for headshots and wild headshots and his, his famous uppercuts, but he actually started to make movements and take the, the midriff because they say a tall boxer you hit the you get underneath them, don't you? And you penetrate their, their midriffs. Or a taller boxer, you meant to keep yourself at arm's length and you really chop down the the uh, the um the midriff of um I can't pronounce the guy's name, Adjuin. Win and and I at first I thought oh, this is an easy win, but actually the performance itself was was timely and deliberate. And well, I agree with you. Oh yeah, very well thought out. So I think he's progressing really well, Coach T. And I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna start to keep my eye on him a little bit closer because that was a never notch of education what he did there. And it was it was his second fight with Roy Jones Jr. as well. Like the second yeah. fight, he had a couple of fights like go up and down. Some it didn't work. I don't know. Something happened with his. his he had a he had an opponent. I had to stand in because the original opponent couldn't do it, and that standing opponent was not validated by the board of Brixham, uh, the board of British Boxing Medical um, people. So there was a lot of ism and schism, and so he's managed to get another fight. Yeah, and he keep yeah, so he's he's under tutelage of Mr. Roy James Jr., which is good. 
and he's sitting on his punches and he's being a bit more patient because uh, as you said Adrian came out in the southpaw and all right, you highlighted it was clever it didn't perturb Chris Eubank Jr. Because he's in kill mode, isn't he? Mm. Let's be honest, people. This young man, and I've spoke off air before, he's one of the few boxers and um, out there scares me. And Coach T, um, previously have mentioned some of the last four or five fights he's fought, he's injured people quite badly. I know you can say boxing is, but a pugilistic arc is boxers are pretty good at defending themselves, even if they're losing. He, he he penetrates the body and he leaves permanent marks whether he loses or wins. Let's go for it. George Grove, yes, he beat him. He had to have a shoulder reconstruction. Wow, that's right. He had injuries, he had problems, he had problems. And what about what about before that with Nicky? Nicky Black Blackwell? Yeah. He's he's, he's he's has he not retired him? He, he he's he's you know, Nicky Black will never be right again. And this young guy, he had a decent pedigree. He he, he smashed his ribs, broke his ribs. He did. He, he, he leaves, broke his ribs. He leaves some serious, violent uh, mark on people. Not the, 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 the usual knockout or cuts. He leaves a permanent discolor in your body. Uh, he's quite a scary guy. And I think now, at 32... Been in the game, what, seven, eight, seven years and a bit. And he's starting to believe in himself more. Not like he's short of belief, but I feel like he's getting better and better. And the opponents at his weight, I don't think there's many there to threaten him. And I think he's going up and up because he really wants that Liam Walsh, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, really, really wants him. And I think that'd be a good fight. And if he can spring past Liam, um, I'm, I love him to fight... Um, Oh, what's the traveller's name? Coach T, sorry. Um, I'm terrible with names, people. Sorry about this. Um, oh, Andre. What, what traveller? There's Liam. Liam. Are you talking about Liam from that uh, boxing family from, from his scouse? Oh, no, 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 no. Saunders. Saunders. Okay, yeah, yeah. Saunders. Yeah, yeah Saunders. Mm. Saunders beat him. So that'd be a lovely revenge. And i love to see that fight. That really... In fact, i like to go to the stadium to watch that. That's how much intrigues me. I love to see that fight live, not on TV, actually at the stadium. I would, I would um, pay bucks to see that. Yeah, definitely. And I would think I'd like to see where he goes in after his third, fourth fight. I can see him fight for world title in the latter end of next year, and being a world champion. And remember, he did beat James the Girl as well. And and I'll be honest with you, I thought James the Girl would would outbox him if it came to it, but it didn't work out like that. No, he's a serious dude. He's a real serious dude, and he's getting better. I think his IQ is getting better, and he'll be. He reminds me of um. We spoke off air, Coach T, the guy who, who lost to Nigel Ben and Nigel. Unfortunately, Nigel Ben put him in hospital. Um, they call him G Man McCullum. McCullum, yeah, vicious. Just that, just it's just in constant kill mode. Mm. I don't know if any of the viewers feel like this. I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to put him on a pedestal, but I feel that Chris Eubank Jr. is a in a in the purest, nicest way. He's an is a is a psychopath in boxing. I think he's really, really enjoys hurting people. I agree. There is about the style of boxing. I really don't. It's about 
whether I win, lose, or draw, you're coming out there maim. He wants to maim you. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. He's he's not. You didn't even put him on a pedestal. I think I think we put him in the butcher shop because he's just chopping and chopping. He's just he's he's a butcher. He is a straight out and out butcher. Um, I like what he's doing with Roy Jones Jr. because I think Roy Jones Jr. has managed to to keep him a little bit patient before the the beast comes out the cage. It's like let everybody let everybody come into the zoo first of all. Let them get comfortable. Let them buy their popcorn. Have your candy floss and chill and look at the animals. And when everybody's relaxed, open up the lion's cage and then everyone's getting yam. <laughs> it's really that bait, that bait and trap. I think that is his tactics. All jokes aside, I really think that's his. He's evolved to. I'm being a bit patient. I'm gonna bait you. I'm gonna bait you. And then when I get close to you, the cage opens up. Yeah, he's just refining his his brutality. He's refining his DNA. You know, he's he's just refining. I don't think I don't think many people. I don't think he can be hurt. He's got a chin and a half as but well. I've seen him take granite. shots. He's very granite in his in his body, like his dad. Yes, yes. And, and I just he just I think he enjoys the. He enjoys you and me three times eighty four. He sort mm. of enjoys that gladiatorial. Yes, that's uh, a good arena. word. You know, he really does, and, and that's why I'll always say. I think he's tapped as the nicest way. You know, he's a scary, scary guy. I'm quite, I wouldn't like to fight him. I prefer to fight Triple G or all these guys. Something about him worries me. And he's not fighting, he's not fighting to put food on the table for a family of six or seven. No, he he's not come from that. He's not come from that background. Like he technically, he don't have to fight with regards for material, but I, you know, I don't know what's happening in his life. I don't know what's happening in his life with regards to that stuff, but I know that you have not come from a position of you, you need to fend for yourself because we don't know what the family would do. He's not come from there. <laughs> He's not come from there. This man likes Yes. You know, I mean, remember his, his the property got um, raided. The, the thieves took thousands and thousands of pounds worth of goods. Mm-hmm. And he said, he turned around and said they were a bunch of idiots. If they had gone in the other cupboard, they would have taken the watch. They would have got the watches, wouldn't they? Another mm. thing. And he didn't seem to be perturbed. All he, f- he was he was upset about, if he caught them, he was going to give them damage. Yeah, you know, you know one of those meant. guys, if you had a gun to him, he, he's going to come at you. And as you say, Coach, you just makes him very unique people that when you haven't got anything, because boxers traditionally come from that working class at best or poverty background we can uh, name what about the Pacquiao story that's a great know, example you know that to fight to to eat to fight to to if the will and to struggles I mean come on Junior went to private school silk gowns yep and probably went to bathrooms when he spoke to a bathroom and it and it wore and it, he said a bath um shower my bottom it cleans his bottom he didn't yeah. have no mcdonald's parties with, yeah. with the, the cheap burgers and the tomato <laughs> ketchup he don't have no mcdonald's parties not at all you know he, he all he knew was bentley's and rolls royces and and famous people around him so give him his due he, he, he he's not going to suffer in life he's had a great springboard and his parents provided him rightly so and um so and, he's, and he still hunts like a great white shark yes. he's, still, he's hungry He's hungry, and and the most important thing people need to understand: this young man literally done it without any trainer. His first trainer now mm. is Roy Jones Jr. 
And people, that's really, he believed in his, what do you want to call it, ego? What do you want to call it? I don't know. He even had Adam Booth and a, and a couple of other trainers. He had Ron, didn't he have Ron, his dad's yeah, trainer? But they, they, He's had they, a few trainers. Yeah, but they weren't tra training per se. It was... Um, Maybe he didn't respect them. Like no. Jones. Maybe that's the, the, the yeah. click, the switch. Which, um, because they said they were just, he trained and did, he, did, he sort of self... He sort of they were there to like overlook, oversee, overseers, um, but generally did his own thing. But now he has a proper training program, and hopefully we shall see the fruits of of his labours. I'm a big fan. He scares me, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he put someone permanently in hospital. And I really don't feel comfortable saying this because I'm sure his father didn't. That changed his dad, didn't he, with Michael Watson? His dad was never the same because his dad, his dad was a great talent. Yeah, uh, and his dad's got a heart as well. That's why he weren't the same. Yeah, and I don't think it would bother. <laughs> I'm still, people, I know I'm sounding so wrong. It wouldn't bother him if he put Saunders in the grave or permanently. Oh, Saunders, he, he wow. Would, he wouldn't care. So, well, so so what well about done. that fight, Rico? What do you think about that fight, Rico? The the Saunders fight, like as I said, from, you. from your perspective, if they if they was to fight again, who would you bet on to win and why? It would be still a close fight because Saunders is skilled, very skilled, very skilled, and long as Chris Eubanks can temper, hold that temper, hold his hold his mind, because the the fight they had the first six fight first six rounds, he was out of it. Saunders out boxing, but he Saunders ran out of gas. And Chris Eubanks Jr. was starting to gain on him. He was starting to put it on him. He started to run him down. Run him down. Now, four and a half, five years later, he's a well-rounded, and he, there's momentum and there's revenge. I don't think it's going to be a one. I just think it'll be a, I think it'll be a knockout. I think it'll be a knockout because, um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I like to say Chris Eubanks knock him out. Saunders is a slippery, skill, sorry, skillful fighter. All I want to do is watch it live. I'll pay, mm. pay my money. If I can't get a ticket, I'm definitely paying pay-per-view to watch that. It'll be an interesting fight. It'll be a very interesting fight because um, because of the devil that's in, in um, Eubank Jr. And and personally, it was his first loss. And I think he, I think he missed a trick because he'd never gone the full distance before. I think he was tentative in his tank. And while he was being tentative, Saunders went to his beautiful work. Saunders is slick, he's experienced, and he knows himself, and he went to work. And and he, he was the better man for the first half of the fight. When I think when Eubank, I think it's not it's not fact, it's an opinion. I just feel that when Eubank realised halfway through the fight, like, oh my God, I've still got tank left. Yeah. And then he just stepped up the gas and and Saunders was like, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm just gonna maintain my lead. I've, you know, I've got my advantage. I'm just gonna maintain it, and he maintained it well. You uh, know? It was a bizarre fight because the corner was that was in his corner with um Dave, with um Ron Davis, and it, it seemed like he he didn't even see his dad or listen to his dad. This guy's cold, people. Honestly, he's something I can't put. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know the long words. But all I know, I think, is a cold-hearted killer. Yeah, really do. And I, I hope he doesn't. I just don't care. I don't, he won't. He wouldn't give a damn what he did to Saunders. He wouldn't care. And and if he said sorry, I don't think he'd believe. It. I I won't believe him saying sorry. 
he, and that's how cold he is. He, he turned around and said, look, you know, it is what it is. Uh, obviously, he'd probably say sorry to the kids more to Mr. Saunders. Uh. You know what I mean? He just, he's just that way he is. He's like made from that cloth of wickedness, mate. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I stumble for words, but he, he is, I've, I haven't seen many fighters. He's like cold, him. man. He's, I agree with you 100%. This man is cold. He's like one of them them ter terracotta samurai warriors that were found in them 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 grave sites like he's cold stone hearted cold killer and, and it's i don't think many fighters of modern day are like that like, they say george foreman was like that in his day wasn't he look at now he's, he's a giggling happy multi billionaire for because he's he's making more money from his um george <laughs> foreman plates you know what i mean grill sorry and um he had a few. They say um, they say Sonny Liston was another one. Look, he was a cold-hearted. Yep. Um, but this Christian um, Eubanks Junior, nah, mate. He's yeah. And, and speaking of um killers, let's move on to the female style of killers. Now that we're still sticking in the realms of domestic violence within these borders, within these shores in Newcastle and time where on October the 16th, 2021, yeah, you had Eubank Jr. doing his fun and you also had Savannah Marshall. I think that is such a cool name, by the way. This is Savannah Marshall. That's such a cool name. And she fought uh, Mazia. I hope, you know, Lolita, I'll call it up. Yeah, Lolita Mazia. Lolita, that's it. Lalita Mazia, uh, uh, apologies if I've pronounced her name wrong, no offence to her. And uh, Mazia has come in like 16 wins, no losses. Like she doesn't know defeat. I don't know who she's fought because I haven't followed her. I don't know her record like that. But nevertheless, she's only on cloud nine. She doesn't know defeat, not used to defeat. And with 16 wins, that would give you a decent Confidence. I'm just saying it may give you, it's more encouraged to give you a decent confidence if you've been beating up 16 people and you're cool. You're all right. We've got Savannah Marshall, 10 wins, no losses. Savannah is six foot, six foot. And I believe she had the reach advantage. Both of them were in orthodox. And in this fight, my gosh, you see Lolita, Lolita come out like, she come out like raging bull, like, Raging bull. I have it's, it's very rare. I'd I'd have to dip deep into the archives of, of my memory to find or to remember someone, male or female, that started as fast as she started. It was almost like it was almost it was like, she, like she only had two rounds in her or three mm -hmm. rounds. I'm going for it. I'm like, I'm throwing a dice. I'm throwing a dice. It was a frenzy, erratic -y yep. approach. And and she, but she caught Savannah a couple times though. He definitely caught her, but it just shows Savannah's will and toughness. Because I said to you before, Coach T, anybody brought up in the northeast of England, they're not. They're, they're Vikings. That was uh, Miss Marshall's um, DNA. If we got to find her bloodline, she's re related to Hans, um, Hans Christian Anderson or... <laughs> you know what I mean? Ren, or, you know, Shren and Holland. She's got some Viking in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh she's got... She's uh, made of some real stern stuff. A great... A great spectacle. As I said, um, Lita came out. She came all guns blazing and it was a good ploy. 
because it showed that she was limited. She didn't have any more gas in her. And Marshall took her apart. And I think that was good for Marshall. She had the school, the school, um, the school, the skill set to deal with someone like that. Mm. And, um, you know, because we all get different types of opponents. And she came through the, the frenzy we get, um, opening quite well. I cannot wait for her to fight Clarissa. I cannot wait. Yeah. Did you, um, I don't know if you saw it, they were flashing. Um, Sky were flashing over. They had a link to Clarissa Shields. You know they're building it up. So that means oh. that the contract's in the wings because they had Clarissa strategically placed in front of her. It wasn't even... That ain't no webcam. Ain't no one got no HD 4K webcam like that. Like, it was strategically placed with her watching the fight and her reaction as they were flashing over to the ring and then flashing over to Clarissa during the breaks of the fight. So I think they're building up something here. Yeah, I believe they're, they're returning... On the eleventh of December, on Sky to fight uh, before they meet. So it's like another day. We've got like a warm up fight again. Okay. So, yeah, I think Clarissa needs to ease off the MMA, mate. Seriously, she needs to go to proper camp with this girl. Um, I agree. Uh, I'm gonna say this now, Coach T. I think Marshall's gonna beat her. You know what? It can be done. I think I think Marshall has all the attributes to do that. To be honest, um, I at the moment, um, um, if I had to bet money, it'd be a close fight. If I had to bet money, I'm not gonna go 50 50, I'm not gonna be a coward. I'd say Clarissa at the moment, only because Clarissa's had a bit more experience and she's had more different looks, she's had more different opponents to, to dip into her experience. But Marshall, I think Marshall is a verified, guaranteed. The hardest fight for Clarissa at present. This is the hardest. It would be the hardest fight for her, and I'm convinced of that. And I think if it's a classic, a classic bout, I can see possibly a trilogy coming out of this. Mm. I really can. I, I would love that. I would really love that. I can see it like in the Wilder S Tyson Fury. Mm. I really can. I, I think the first fight is going to be very, very close. Um, and the second, it, it won't be, it, it, I'm not going to say, it, it'd be one of those fights that whoever wins, you can say the other one could win. Uh, so there needs to be a second fight. There needs to be a second fight. And physically, they're quite close in attributes, you know. I'm, oh. I'm, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think literally physically, they are close, like like twin sisters, close in their reach, their, um, their body composition, um, I think Clarissa may be slightly more bone dense, slightly heavier handed possibly, but at the same time, the height and just the athletic prowess from both of them, I think is very close. It's very close. Yeah. And um, I, God bless their boyfriends. Cause I'm, man, I would like to have a girlfriend's like them. Right? <laughs> you know what, I mean? what do you say? Wait, wait a minute. What do you, what, what do you say? You say you weren't there with that girl. What do you say? <laughs> oh best their boyfriends, mate. Are you gonna okay. negotiate the right hand? Yes, <laughs> love. I'll be making a tea oh, in the evening meal, and I'll be picking the kids up, and I'll be doing anything else you want, mate. A throwbacks. They're the closest thing to throwback in men's terms, you know. That's mm. gonna be a terrific, and I hopefully, Coach T, they. 
the, the 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 propaganda, the campaign of it. I hope these young women make lots of money because I'm mm. for it. And, it'd be, it'd be and, they, and they deserve it. They deserve oh, it, They deserve it, man. Massive fight. Massive fight. Massive, massive, massive fight. Um, and I, and I, that's another one. I, I, I if, if it's kept in the UK, I would love to go and watch that live. Mm. Yeah, me too. That I've, I think, yeah, you're, you're definitely right there. I didn't even think of it like that, but possibly I think the potential for, for a trilogy to happen, you're rightfully so. The more chance, I think the more chance of that trilogy to happen would be if Savannah wins. I think if, I think if Clarissa wins, I don't think she wants that smoke again. No offense, Clarissa, but <laughs> you know when you've just like woof, that was close. That was close. Oh, you want to do it again? Mm, it's going to be tough. But whatever it is, <laughs> whoever wins is going to be tough. You're going to go to the well. They're going to take you to the well. Yeah. If if I, f- I think if Savannah wins, I think there's more chance we get that trilogy to be honest, or a draw, a yeah. draw or a win for Savannah. To be honest, if if Shields win, I. Yeah, I, if she does win, I cannot see it being easy work for her. No way, no way. Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to work like some, like no offense, but some Vietnamese seamstress. <laughs> you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to work, man. Oh my god. Um, moving on now, domestic violence. We're still in Newcastle, the Fury family, the Fury f- cut from a fighting cloth. I'm telling you, they will fight. He will fight. Cut from a fighting cloth. Huey. Huey Fury versus Hammer. Um, it was a, a technical knockout in round five for Huey Fury. Um, and, and basically, it was a retirement on the stool. It was a retirement in, in between rounds. Hammer didn't come out. There was meant to be some bicep problem or some arm problem. Bicep. I have, what was it? Bicep? Bicep injury, yeah. Yeah, bicep injury, and he didn't come out. Um, it was, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't a bonfire bomb burner to be honest. But it was good. I like what I saw from Fury. Do you know what I like from Huey? Um, I noticed that he was switching stances seamlessly, literally like a. It was seamless, like when you've got the the crease in the front of your trousers, and and like it's, you think it's stitched, but it's just been made like that. It was seamless. Beautiful, beautiful change of stance from orthodox to southpaw. Um, for those, no offense, listeners, but some people are listening to this. Maybe they don't know when we say orthodox and southpaw. Um, orthodox stance is when a lot of fighters, a majority of fighters, excluding Cuba, a majority of fighters will lead with their left hand and their left leg. As if they were on a surfboard or a skateboard, it would be the left leg first, left hand. Yeah. Southpaw is when you just reverse this position and it's your right leg in front with your right hand or your right arm in front. And so that's what we mean when we say southpaw to orthodox. And in the world of boxing, traditionally, a majority of fighters are orthodox. They lead with their left hand. Their left hand is in front of them. Um, but then you do get a lot of southpaws. And um, and what I'm saying is that Fury, he seamlessly moves mid-punch, mid-combination with no hesitation, which is, I'm very impressed with that. Like, I'm going to try to shit myself on a punch bag when no one's watching. Like it, I'm very impressed with how he's 
able to do that seamlessly in mid combination. I think that's a beautiful technique. And um, he used that against Hammer and it was very effective. Um, Huey Fury, 25 wins, three losses. And these are three losses against the Eastern European guys like uh, Povetkin and Parker, I believe, as well. He fought for a tie with Parker and lost, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and there's Hammer. Hammer has 26 wins, seven losses. Hammer is 34, so he's leaning on the edge of Parsha Peak. Fury's still 27, and he's had a lot of experience. And, um, yeah, so that was the fight, guys. Um, Farmer, what do you think about Huey Fury? What do, you, what do you think about his potential? I've always thought he should be fighting at Cruiserweight. I, Interesting. Okay. The reason there is my theory. I thought if you he'd, he'd be a big cruiserweight. Yeah, I always thought if you can get to cruiserweight, get that experience and get the wins, he would give. Said I'm not saying the cruiserweight is any easier, but I just think there's too many bigger, too many big heavyweights out there. He's not. He seen he always failed in the last hurdle. Do you know what I mean? Like the Joseph Parkers, Rip Atkins, and. It's just not quite there. I think if he'd have gone to a lesser weight to get the experience and get that the boxing IQ, he's, he's, he's got that. He's getting better, but he seemed to lose the bigger guys. And I think he could have came up to heavyweight, trialled his, his experience and put it. Even though he's still young, 27, I'm not saying he, he's not going to be a reckoning because the next three or four years, the big guns will be gone and he's still, that'll be his brother. Probably Josh will be gone. Um, Dylan White possibly gone. Um, it'd be him and the Joseph Parker still relatively young, and the Ruiz. You have that. I like to him. Where I like to see Fury next fight is fighting Ruiz. There's a few coming up though. They say that Anthony Yard is going to make a move to heavyweight at some point in the later stages of mm. his career. There's yeah, also an, there's also others uh, as well. He can't. Bring, Anthony Yard cannot bring the power to heavyweight. He just guy hasn't got the power to do that. He's got the muscle mass though to get to make the weight. Yeah, muscle mass, as you know, you breathe, you you, you breathe, um, you run out of um, breath, mate. You run out of puff, don't you? Carry because yeah, of the, the O two. You're right, still. You're right. Yeah, the O two. No, I can't see. I can't, I can't see him making even a dent. I think if you're gonna go anything, go cruiserweight, kid. Do you know? Because if he's light heavy, is he like no? Is he cruiserweight or light heavy? Yeah, uh, I think he's light heavy. I do yeah, think he's light heavy. Go cruiserweight, go cruiserweight, my friend. too. He'll get eaten alive if he. I don't. I do. I was not aware that he's gone heavyweight. He's far. No, that's that's not a, that's not a confirmation. Okay. I've I've just heard the rumors is that as he progresses in his career, he's gonna try and go up to the limit, which is heavyweight. As he progresses, you know the 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 twilight of his career. Yeah, he's just he just he won't he won't trouble him with the power, mate. You're talking a lot of these guys are rolling at seventeen and a half, eighteen stone. And they're used to that weight. They're used to that resistance. I mean, I, I listened to Tyson Fury's pod, and so when he came out of a, a hiatus, when he fought Tyson, um, not Tyson, when he fought um Wilder for the first time, mm. he was explaining when he got knocked down the first time. He said, "Remember, I was out for two, three years, and I lost. I was nearly three hundred pounds. Was it three hundred pounds? I lost all that weight. So I was a little bit. What's the word? The better." in the better terms um, a little bit flabby around my jaw and my conditioning but when I fought him the second time his power didn't trouble me I can withstand his power so it takes years what I'm trying to say Coach T yes oh. yes I agree I agree 
and and if, and he's no disrespect to Anthony Harada and even here they're not in the usage usage can come up he has a technical ability and Usyk has taken his time remember people he's taken a few fights taken even he's taken on some toughish like Derek Shizora and he's taken his time to come mm. and but Usyk's been the top of me 300 plus amateur world amateur champion Olympic champion I mean he was a just top of his tree so he, he's learned the game and he's far from more technical uh, I, I'll be honest with you on a little tangent I know we were talking about um, the, the fight with regards to Fury and Hammer but on a little tangent you mentioned Usyk do you know what I saw there I saw Usyk in the transition of dealing with a real authentic heavyweight bang when AJ fought him AJ touched him with some shots and these shots Usyk was rolling with them but it, it kind of stopped him in his tracks and he fired back. And I I do believe that Usyk's mentality beat AJ. And if AJ had used the full spectrum and the full potential of his specimen of a body, yeah, you can drive a Ferrari, but who's driving it? You're going to use all of the horsepower or you're going to take it easy around the corners and get past. I'm just saying that I think it may have been slightly different if AJ maybe a stepped on the gas because I did, saw Uz because do you, do you know what I mean? Dylan White summed up very clearly. He should have put it on him. He yeah because when he what did, he, to do? Pull he on. got stung. It, I saw Usyk like whoa, but then Usyk was like, "I'm not having it. I'm not having it." And then AJ succumbed to the "I'm not having it." He, he mentally he succumbed to it. Yes, he did because Usyk is not a heavyweight. He's a cruiserweight. That's why he chose, he saw a floor in a champion because he wouldn't fight Dylan White. And I'll tell you what, he wouldn't fight Ruiz. I tell you what, if he'd have fought, you see, he can outbox Dylan, but you see Dylan, yeah, Dylan will bring you the bumper clark smoke, mate. Dylan would have brought his weight, we're talking two stone difference, and he would have, he'd have done the, out of the dirty boxing. Out, yep, yep. Best, lean his body on you. Yep. He's okay, you look great for six rounds. As you know, boxing... As you know, Coach T, over 12 rounds duration, right? In 36 minutes, you have to endure. Box is like running a marathon. When round six, seven, eight comes, it's like hitting the, the famous 20-mile brick the wall. Mm. But that's boxing, people. That, well, when they say there's boxing of two halves, it is. And that's where sometimes you've got, you have to, you can't throw your punches all the time. You have to be time, and you've got plenty of time. 36 minutes is a long time in a small ring of throwing your punches. You mm. have to take your time. And every time, if your opponent's not going down and you've given them six minutes of hell, you have to change tactics because they not don't seem to wilt. You have to either move around, um, do the job, get your composure back, then give another three minutes of onslaught. It's a very technical, that's why they call it sweet science, because every human being's made differently. Our resistance is also there. And you, you touch something earlier on coach t the psychological how do i break this man or woman down because the first eight rounds they're not budging and the one person's master i think is alves because alves let's be honest was getting out boxed by saunders but he knew he was going to get him in the latter middle to latter round and he predicted it and he happened so certain fighters can go in there and they can feel you they think right first two rounds i felt your power Mm, the fourth, fifth round, the power's no longer there. Right, you're starting to will. 
All right, your speed is diminishing a little bit. Right, brilliant. Now I'm going to give you the stomach, abs, solar plexus. I'm going to do three rounds of this. Oh my God, you slow down even more. Right, yep. I can go to the solar plexus, now to the head. Now I can get in close, as they say, step in the pocket. It just mm. buys a beautiful art. And and if it's, if you're gonna if you get your second wind, you think right, God, I'm, I need to use my jab. I used to use my jab, double jab now, and move my feet. The feet is the beautiful art of boxing. And people, that's why Usyk, the Lomachenkos, and certain fighters of the world have got the get out. And that's why Usyk got his get out. He's got wonderful feet. People remember this, I'm telling you, people of boxing world, is your feet. You move your feet, you can move your head, your feet are, are one of your biggest tools, which some of the old, some of the young guard are not using. Like um, Witherspoon had a right big moan about the heavyweights of today. They do not use their jab. And we can't argue, argue the greatest jab in the world. Um, t uh, not Tim Witherspoon, yes. Not to, sorry, Larry Holmes. Apologize. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, Larry, Larry, Larry. and yeah. Lennox. I put Lennox in the greatest yeah, job Lennox, in the world category right, as well. Great, and he's saying heavyweights of the day because he gave a speech to Joseph Parker because he thinks Joseph Parker's got loads of potential, but he doesn't use a tool which he's good at. His jab. He said you must sit and use your jab. Start going for the use your jab, guys. The art of jab is just gone out the window. Yes, I agree. I agree. The the jab is is fundamental, fundamental. to the pugilist. It is. It's fundamental, and it's and it can be used in so many ways. It, yeah. it doesn't always have to be an attack. It could be a distraction. It could be an ambush, like 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 Jamaican nanny. You know, it can be anything you want. It can be a distraction. It can it can be a block. It can be a defense. It's the jab. I agree with you one hundred percent. Your timing, it keeps it, when you're coming in. Jab yep. just stops you. It stops you. It's a stopper. It's a beautiful art. A jab. It um, is. It is. Um, Ver Vernon. Um, was it who got killed? Whitaker. Is it Vernon Whitaker? Unfortunately, Vernon Whitaker. He uses jab. He was beautiful, and that's what you say. Double jab. When he big uh, Shane Mosley, he just kept using his jab. Got his jab, 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 jab. You have, and unfortunately, the modern day fighter, I kind of lost that a little bit. Um, the job. What do you think? You think we're in a? Do you think it may be a a trend of head hunting and? No, I, I I wouldn't even say body hunting. I don't see much and um, body snatches out there. To be honest, it seems to be head hunting. Um, I think a lot of people have taken the school of the great Mayweather. You know. He, okay. He, oh, type of pullback, bang, pullback, pull bang. Uh, uh, Obviously, the Mexicans have got a, a, a DNA which they love to come forward, you know. Um, yeah, also, they have mastered the art of the body shot, though. I love a Mexican left hook to the body. My god, yeah, I mean, that was a packet that was wonderful for that. He used to go up top, body, body, head, body, head, body, head, and movement. I mean, Pacquiao, if he, if he didn't have all his distractions, I can honestly think Manny Pacquiao could have probably gone through his career unbeaten, but he got so much distractions. You know, he has so much distractions. I think I'm going to say this. I think Manny Packer used boxers as, as as a hobby to get him out of his poverty. And... I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you, Farmer. I am. I'm going to disagree with you. Do you know what I think? Why he lost? I think the the only losses on his records was because he fought the best of the best of the best. That's why I do, and I think he fought the best of the best at different times of his best. No, no, he had distractions. 
He cut a couple of records. He did some politician you thing. Know, come he, on, he's he, right. fought, he fought a lot of trilogies. <laughs> come on, how many trilogies did he? I mean, oh my god, how many? Tri- he, he must have the record. He, there yeah. must be some unofficial record tri- of him with he that. Fought, he fought the best. I mean, his resume is incredible. Oh man, there's no resume like that. There's no incredible. resume like that in modern boxing. Incredible. He didn't dunk nobody. Any fighting guys two. Two divisions, wait, man. You know the yeah. resume is phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Yeah, like the the, the only the only stain is that he, he fought Mayweather too late, too yeah, late. Five years too late, too late. And plus, you you fighting him and you're not even at your best. Like you, he wasn't even at his best. He had a shoulder injury. He had a, uh, yeah, but still, you still step into the ring, and you still lost. But it's, it's all about just... contracts, isn't it, mate? It's all about contracts. That's a pity. It's like. Hmm. Um, Tyson Fury explained the other day if he had pulled out um, the Wilder fight, mm. he'd been sued 80 million. Ooh. He had no choice but to fight. There you go. Through the court arbitration, you know. So people need to know little bits what goes behind closed doors. Mm. No choice whatsoever. And he, he had a, I don't know, he had an interview with Gary Neville, which is worth watching people. That was a great interview. And he broke down about his obviously his mental health, about how the boxing world works, how AJ and Hearn were a little bit naughty because they knew that was going to happen. He, they knew the rules. They knew he, they knew um, Tyson Fury had to fight. There's no way you can pull out because America. So the Americans got the best lawyers, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I need to watch that interview, but at the same time. You shouldn't go online and talk about you being having conversations with with the royal family, and it's definitely going to happen here and there and there. When you know that behind the scenes, your lawyers are fighting tooth and nail. Like, I just, there's a few things I didn't understand. Why you you didn't have to say that? If anything, you didn't you didn't need to say shit. Yeah, but what he was saying that AJ and Eddie Hearn already knew. Okay, you had to fight because they knew the rules. So what they did, they were saying they're trying to negotiate, but they know he couldn't negotiate. Little little psychological tricks. He says mm. like, little psychological tricks, and knowing that the um, AJ he couldn't fight AJ, and when mm. he said he said eighty million, and Gary Neville said how much? He said exactly. That's what I would have to pay. I had it was a no brainer. I had to fight him. Yeah, of course, and it, and rightfully so though because you did sign the contract. And he said that he did say that he said to be honest because it was a COVID, and he said you know I did sign the contract. But he didn't think Wilder would have taken it, and I because because he got all such a beating. Did he did he say that? Did you com- did he confirm? Because I haven't seen him asking you. Did yeah. he did he confirm whether Wilder and um, why whether they offered Wilder step aside money? Because I would have if I was in Fury's shoes, I would have said, "Oh look, just take the step aside money and let me get this big ass fight." Yeah, but Wilder you. didn't want to take it, did he? Wilder no, no, because this is a <laughs> it was a personal thing. And they said, "Why why was that?" And he said, "Because of the money." He said, it "Might be because of the personal thing, but also because of the money." That's I what don't, he, I don't think so. I don't. I, I think Wilder was so affected mentally that he he just wanted fury. He don't want no money. Yeah. Well, he got an extra ten to twenty million to be fair. So it would be, Wilder would have benefited if he came out on top. But he didn't. And no. now AJ Holt. I mean, not AJ. Sorry. Um, Tyson Fury holds all the cards. Even though Usage got free the belts, the world don't need don't want to see Usage fighting. Anyway. No, 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 because he just he just beat the man. And I know you like to say he beat the man that beat the man that beat the man, but he he still didn't do the the treadmill work. He ain't done the work though. Who hasn't done the work? Usic. Usic. Usic beat the man that beat the man that beat the man, but he no, hasn't he hasn't. done the work. 
who hasn't, the man who hasn't, no, the man who's beaten the man who's beaten the man is Tyson Fury. He is a linear world champion because he beat the man who beat the man. Remember, they stripped him and he came out because of politics. Yeah, and, yeah, he did. He did. He didn't defend him, though. Uh, no, he didn't because of obviously what's happened mm. now. But you six, if you're going to beat anyone, you have to beat the man. He's linear. He hasn't lost it. So um, it, it'd be interesting going forward. I I, he, I think he's head and shoulders above everyone else. I think the only person, two people give him a hard time. Uh, I think the juggernaut is a handful for anyone. Oh, that my man is waiting in the wings, like the, you know, like the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, He's just playing the piano with headphones on, like ten, ten, ten. And that's come out of Tyson Fury's mouth, man. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, really? Coach, he's the only heavyweight. Ooh. Give anyone, give any, give a hard time. He said people are underestimated with him as well. He said he's a tough fighter. He doesn't. He can see him beating Usyk. And you can see him beating all of them. He's the toughest fight out there. Is is a juggernaut. So, uh, but no one talks about him because they all want to avoid him, don't they? He's a tough guy. Yeah, and and I've um I've heard, I don't know for a fact, but I've heard that he first made his name on on the um, on the um what's the best way of saying this? He basically, when it comes to looking for top 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 notch sparring for elite fighters that are getting ready for fights big fights everyone's gone to the juggernaut i've heard that he's sparred all around the world from the klitsch goals from ukraine to america south america i've heard he's gone everywhere because his reputation as a top notch sparring partner yes is phenomenal like he's phenomenal I mean, the only thing he lacks is that head movement. But if you're the juggernaut, you don't need to do that, do you? He's just... <laughs> and, I mean, come on, look what he did to Dubois. It was it was a painful death. A painful death. He, and it was pre- it was precision. It was oh, accurate. It was so accurate. Accurate. And, and Dubois was throwing and he's thinking, I cannot get, get rid of this guy. Nope. And you see Dubois almost panicked, poor kid. He, I mean, he's only a 22, 23-year-old kid. And the boy banged him, you know. Yeah. Like, farmer, the boy fed him some of his best fucking shots, but and the juggernaut just consumed that like wheat a bix. Frightening man, he's quite a scary guy, and he goes under the radar. No one, no one challenges him. True. No one calls his name out. Yeah, the only person he wants juggernaut is usage because obviously there because he beat him in the Olympics, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. The amateur level. The Usyk, Usyk, and that um that tournament they fought, that's all semi-pro. I, I don't remember the tournament, but I did hear that still. Usyk, you should beat him, and Usyk does rate him as well. So you you got Usyk in the world's number two, and you got Tyson Fury's always rated him. Tyson's always raved about how good he is, right? So the world's number one and two have said this guy's a real deal, mate. But no one challenges him. No one. Who do you ever? No one calls him out. Nobody calls him out. No, no, no. I think his reputation uh, uh, surpasses him. Um, what what would Dell say? Dell said this to me um, in a few phone calls that we've had off air. Dell would say that he's in the who needs him club. Yeah. Who needs him? You know, like you're so dangerous that the, your your danger outweighs the benefits. <laughs> you're too dangerous with regards to the benefits of beating you. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 you know, everybody else is Sherlock Holmes. He's Dr. Moriarty, mate. No one wants to Yeah. Yes, bro. Mariotti, mate. You don't, you don't want no part of Dr. Mariotti, mate. 
And speaking of Dr. Moriarty, let's move on quickly now. So as we leave, let's leave the domestic, the domestic violence thing, and let's move to some international organized violence of Mikey Garcia. 40, oh 40 wins, one loss. This man has a very good record. It's not padded. This record is not padded like a cheap duvet from Lidl's. No, it's not padded. This man is decent. He's 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 verified. Mikey Garcia at the age of 33, one of the magical ages. And some people may say it's that that Jesus age. 33. Martin. He fought Martin from Spain. I think it's like a, 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 a What's his first name? I think his first name is Salvador Martin or Sandor. 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 See, look, even that, even that sounds like Zorro's cousin. Look at that. Listen to that, Sandor. Okay, Martin from Spain, thirty-eight wins, two losses, and it was a majority decision, round ten. Round ten, majority decision. So it's gone. It's gone the distance, and it's not championship distance. You got Martin at five foot eight, uh, Garcia at five foot seven. Uh, both of them, well, one of them in an orthodox stance. Martin's in that southpaw stance. So just like we said, guys, if you know you've been listening to this, remember what I said about the southpaw. So you got one guy with his left uh, left hand in forward with his left leg orthodox, and you got the other guy in in more like a, a, a dancing stance with right leg forward, right hand forward. Garcia's forty wins. Salvador Martin, 38 wins. Knockout ratio goes with Garcia. Garcia's got the bang-bang with 75% knockout ratio against a 34% knockout ratio from Martin. So you can see the clashes of um, strategies here. Martin is more likely to get it on points. Don't get me wrong, this is boxing. You can still get knocked on your, on your bum-bum and wake up with the ref telling you it's done. But at the same time, the, the heavier hands... Are with Mikey Garcia and uh, the lesser hands are with Martin. Martin won. And for me personally, I was surprised. I was very surprised, to be honest. Um, I was looking at fights beyond this. I thought this was going to be a warm-up fight for Mikey. No offence to, to Sandor Martin. No offence to you, brother. But I just thought that Mikey was of a cut from a, a, a more elite cloth, but Mate, the better man won. The better man won. Sandor Martin. And it was a close fight. It was a close fight. Farmer, um, two questions. First question is, did you think the fight would go the way you thought it would? Did the fight, did, did the fight meet your expectations? And the, oh. second, and the second question is, where does Mikey go from here? Right, number one. Sandor Martin is one of those B-plus fighters who's won the European, defended it, and gone up a class. And what he did, as I said previous, he used a movement. If he stayed in the pocket with, Andy, with, with um, Garcia, Mikey, he would have lost. He moved, used one of the fundamentals, his movement of his feet, and, and used the jab and movement of his feet. He just kept moving, hitting out and moving. Slightly outworked him. What we did, what we experience. Sorry, before that, Coach T, I've got to say, when I read the report, I didn't see the fight. People, I thought it was a misprint, <laughs> and I'm not joking. I really did. I thought, <laughs> no, I'm seriously. I because I read the article before. When he gets past his sad door, Martin's gonna he's gonna fight Josh Taylor and get his belts back. 
And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm up for that. So when the next day I read it, and I thought, there's something wrong. That can't be right. So I had to go watch the fight. I couldn't be, what the the the, more, the my expectation now was for him to win. But now I'm gonna say this now: when you're in a low, when you're in the lower divisions, sometimes when you hit late twenties to mid thirties, age catches up. I think age is caught up with Mikey Garcia, and I think Mikey Garcia did a real fun a fatal mistake. I could understand about his ambitions when he jumped up two divisions to fight Errol Spence. That's his worst mistake because he hasn't recovered from that. He hasn't recovered from that because you know, as you probably know, Coach T, you can't just jump down from 147 to 140. Do you know what I mean? Or 135 to 147. That's what he did. Mm. You can't fluctuate with those weights. And it's taken something out of him because the Mikey Garcia 18 months ago, I'm not being disrespectful towards you, Sandor Martin. You probably couldn't lay a hand on him. And he probably the one knocked you out by round nine. I think age has caught up on him and, and the weight fluctuation messing about and he got battered when he fought Errol Spence. Remember, Errol Spence took his body away and Garcia never laid a, a glove on Errol Spence. That was his biggest fundamental mistake. Going back to the fight, can he recoup, get back? I'm not sure he can. If you cannot beat Martin, and what I would say to his handlers, get a rematch immediately. Get a rematch immediately and sort this out. I gave him his confidence back. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I can't see you fighting Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor will destroy you, mate. He's not ready. And a world-class fighter, I don't know where he can go from here. Where can he go? Mm, that's a good question. Where can he go? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest, because... Um, and, and I think the better man won. It was tight. The first couple of rounds were tight, but Martin, he, he outworked his strategy and it worked. The chessboard strategy that Martin used, he was he was uh, faster, faster hands. And you know what? I think you mentioned something there that that fleet of foot. I feel like I feel like Mikey wasn't as fleet as foot as Martin. Mm. His his feet were quick, man. He dodged. Martin got caught in the corner because Mike was like, "I'm gonna trap you. I'm gonna get you in the corner, and then I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pummel. I'm just gonna pummel you." But he was very elusive and, and and not just upper body movement. Um, Sandor Martin's movement was really good. He turned the corner so quick. Like he he turned the corner like a Formula One car, man. He really, really quick turning hey, corner movement. Hey, people, your feet. But the thing is, Coach T, two judges had a pretty decent 97, 93, 97, 93. That's mm-hmm. a margin, mine. That isn't close to my eyes. No, it's it's not close. It's not close. The the fight did look close. I I I'll be honest with you. The fight did look close. And if they'd given it to Mikey, I think there would have been a very minor, minor um uproar. Not even uproar. I think that's the wrong word. I think there would be a minor. No, that's not right. Blah blah blah. And it's just one of those decisions again. But this time, I think it was an honest decision. I really think the judges got this right. Good, good. About time. You know, um, and where does it, where does, it, where does Sandor Martin go from here? I mean, European champions being one know. of the, one of the top um, elite fighters from the lower division weights. I mean, you, you could possibly tap in one fight away from a world title. I don't know. I'm, I mean, what about Adrian Broner? Would he have a go at Martin? I mean, like, I'm, I mean, Mikey, Mikey's been with Adrian Broner, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just so, so what about Martin with Adrian Broner? I mean, and to be honest, 
I don't know what Adrian's doing. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's partying or whatnot. He's got. I know he's got interest in lifestyle, but at the moment, I mean, if he gets back into it, I mean, Martin might not be a bad way to get back into things. It'd be, it'd be for for Martin's career. I mean, his confidence level is going to go through the roof. Yep, going to go through the roof, and it will be. I won't say a major problem. It won't be an easy fight for anyone. You won't be walking the park. I don't know. His, his hands are his hands are very quick as well. Quick Farmer. hands. Are good. Yeah, his hands quick. are quick, and he's very elusive. Yeah, he, was, he, he uses. He went back to the old school fundamentals. Mm. You use your jab and movement, and your head, and, and move those feet. I'm coming from Spain. Gotta have decent feet. <laughs> you better tap dance your tap us. You got to have some you got to do the salsa, you got to you know the movement. Yeah, yeah, it's true still. But AJ needs to learn about learn to do I don't know, I don't know whatever they do in Nigeria man or Ireland, you know? You just do some I don't know, some some do something mate. mate you know what? You got you got a point there. I think that might be a way to unlock it. I mean, if AJ was ever listening to this, like AJ, if you were ever listening to this, mate, I would say to you as Coach T, brother, like we need to play some music and we just need to do some shadow boxing with you and get you back to your roots so that you can grow like a goddamn tree. Because it's, it's, it's a crying shame that you got a um, Adonis of a man who has some skill, a lot of potential. He's he's too stiff at the moment. He's too stiff at the moment, man. He's not freeing up his expression. His expression, oh, and no. and I saw expression from Usyk, but I didn't see expression from from AJ. As sorry, guys, we just diverted back into um, AJ and Usyk. But I, I think it's relevant. The, you know, those that press play, listen to this. I think it's relevant because Martin used movement, and I think that's what AJ was missing, and that's what me and Farmer are talking about right now. Yeah, he's, he's definitely missing something. Yeah, but going back to Martin, great win. Well done. Michael Garcia, can't see you have your super fight with Josh Taylor's gone. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's no way who's going to pay the price. No one's going to pay for that. Uh, for, what I would personally do, my friend, get your brother, your handlers, and get that rematch with Martin. And- yeah, because yeah, you don't deserve it right now anyway. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. So you can avenge that. And if you can do avenge it spectacularly, that possibly get me back. But remember, Martin is European champion, so that does say something. That's why I opened my statement by B plus fighter, because European is that B level, isn't it? It's not quite A, you know, but it's not. Gonna... It, it, it's still part of the apprenticeship, though, from those that come from Europe. I think it's yeah. still part of your apprenticeship. Yes, it is. It is. And he's done very well. So that, that gives Martin an, a, a window into, the, you know, the top table. He can stand on the top table and have you know, decent, <laughs> decent fights and earn decent money. That's right. And drink some sangria at the same time. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. thing is, though, if he pulls off one or two more fights, he's going to have the whole of Spain backing him. Forget mm-hmm. about Barcelona and um, Real Madrid. It's going to be Sandor Martina. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it, Sandor Martina. You know, so, you know, <laughs> you, you'll have, you can have a nation behind him. It'd be great, wouldn't it, for Spain to, to have a, a, a potential world title um, mm. and it'd be great for a nation that'd be good for him all the sponsors are coming all the money the TV right he'd do very well if he can get a never good um, scout under his belt because his name would be serious wouldn't it 
It would be. And, and speaking of um serious names and world titles, let's move on. Farmer, let's move on to another uh, another vegetable patch. I don't I wouldn't even say this is a vegetable patch. I mean, uh, right now, if, if we were just talking and we're moving about uh, a farmyard, I think this is going to be quite fruity. <laughs> I think it's going to be a fruit patch. UFC. Ooh. UFC, sir. 23rd of October. UFC Apex Sabrina main event. Paolo Costa versus Marvin Vittori as we switch this pugilistic sport up to the brutal strategy of MMA who do you think is going to win and why the favourite should be Paula Costa um, I think Paula Costa has a better stand up Vittori has been exposed with his ground game he couldn't get that um, Izzy and I feel that if Paula Costa gets his hands on him and his kicks earlier on. But bearing in mind, he has to get out Vittori early. If Vittori uses his ground game, which he's pretty good at, and tire Paula Costa out, because Paula Costa does struggle on the fourth and fifth round. But I don't know, people, I cannot see it go past two rounds. Can't see it. I cannot see it. Um, you know what? They're both, they're both, <laughs> you know what? They're, they're volatile, like, like imagine that, like a Coke, a Coke bottle, like a one point five liter Coke, Coca Cola bottle, and you just drop the Mentos in there and put the lid on it. They're volatile. They are both explosive individuals, Polo Costa and, and Marvin Vittori. And I agree with you. I, I think, you know what? I think Marvin beats Paulo Costa with uh, ground and pound wrestling. I, I would be surprised, but he has to weather the storm. Uh, That's what I'm true. saying. If he doesn't weather the storm, I mean, he's got a he's got a big head. not as you as the famous coach T says. He's no joke. He's no joke. And if he's on you, mate, he's on you. He's a tigress of a man. So, um, and and he need, and the thing is, remember, Vittori went all five rounds with Izzy. This is a great statement. For Paula Costa, if he takes him out in the first round, he can get in the front of the mic and say, Izzy, I want you, my baby. This is, <laughs> this is what I've done to your bitch. You know what I mean? This is what I've done to your bitch. You struggled. You couldn't beat him. I dealt with him. So this is a powerful statement for Paula Costa. For Tory, this is another, it'll be a decent statement for him to get him back, in, back into the mix of things to beat Paula Costa because uh, Vittori's beating a couple of others. So this can get Vittori back in back in the mix for sure. Mm, I agree. I agree. Um there's a few names on the card as well that I'm not personally um familiar with to be honest. So, so I'm not really going to talk about them. No, um, um, no no one jumps. I mean Grant Dawson's not too bad. Well, Grant Dawson, I mean I've 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 seen Jocelyn Edwards fight uh a couple of times before, and it's only because it's, that's my namesake right there. But um, apart from that, um, there's the white Grant. He, you know what, the white Grant looks like somebody from. You know what? No offense to him. It's not even an offensive thing. Maybe take it as a compliment. But the white Grant looks like. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen that film, New Jack City? Yeah, 
He looks like one of he looks like one of like Nino. He looks like Nino Brown from New Jack City. Like <laughs> the guy, like I'm, if you see his face, he got the high top thing. Like he's got the, the the high top. He's dark like Wesley Snipes' blade. He and he doesn't look like he he mucks about. I've never seen him fight before. He's fighting Francisco uh, Trinolodo. Sounds like a a a, a beautiful uh, tango dancer, and I'm pretty sure the type of dancing he does is bang bang business, and it's interesting. Um, slight tangent: there, this is a welterweight fight between Dwight Grant and Francisco uh, Trilano, and uh, Trilano has got 26 wins, eight losses. That's that's a lot. In in UFC like professional MMA terms, that's seasoned. That's seasoned like Sunday chicken. That's seasoned. Yeah, but the thing is, the um, coach T, one's forty seven, the other one's thirty seven. <laughs> you go he's break still, it. Still, he's still, <laughs> you know me, coach. I've got my thing. I go straight to age. Uh, but you say? Do you say forty seven? I got forty three and thirty seven here in front of me. Is that is that what you meant? Or like, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, I was on, I was adding the two. I should have said a hundred. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is, I get you. You know, they're old men. That is old. You're not wrong. Especially for lower level weights. It's, I'm sorry. You can hear it in my voice. Um, Mm. Guys, it's brilliant that you're doing what you do, what you love. Go to Saturday gym classes and do that. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Uh, People might say I'm ages. I don't care. When you're dealing with a violent sport like UFC, there has to be cut off, especially at the lower level. I think you're being realistic. Farmer, I think that is a very realistic... What you just said there brings bring things into alignment. Like, this is the gravity of the sport. It is. I don't like seeing it. I just don't. It's a young... is a young man's sport. There's a reason why they say it's a young man's sport. You start throwing down at 23, 24. You get a bit mature. You get your... Fi- at 27, 28, you get a little maturity in your early 30s. When you hit 35, you've got to be looking on to get it out. That's that's 13, 14 years in a professional sport where you get pound from day in, day out. Mm. Your ribs, your internals get it. Doesn't matter how much padding you have, right? Your headshots, it's too much. You're gonna have a go away, earn a few bob if you can, get the sponsorships. Well done. Um, the worst case scenario, if you can't get a job, be a bouncer. Do you know what I mean? Or go to security. <laughs> you know, it, it brings in ends me. Or work for the UFC mm. somewhere. It, yes. You know, I'm, I'm looking at two, uh, 43 and 37. And mm. when I, I always had a year on. So I say 44 and 38. That's old, mate. So, so do you know what? As we as we just stumbled upon this, like literally, when I say it, I, I, I just picked them out. Personally, I just picked them out as I'm looking through the card and whatnot, and and especially as you've mentioned the age. Now, listeners, and including yourself, Farmer, is this? I swear, this is this is the oldest pugilist that I've ever heard. This is the oldest combatants, the oldest competitors that I've heard in the UFC at the moment. I know there's been some older fights, but right now, for me, forty-three and thirty-seven is the oldest. Have you heard any older? No, not at all. You maybe hear one taking on a young pup, which I don't like, but too old. Yeah, we might have a mastery, uh, an expedition. I hope it is. Do you know what I mean? And will they get the fight of the night? Highly unlikely. 
They get a paycheck, yeah. I don't like seeing it. I just don't. And I'm never going to change my mm. mind on it. People can try and say, oh, yeah, what about boxing? Yeah, start as well. It is a different chessboard, though. Boxing <laughs> is a different platform. It is a, it is a different platform because you're maturing. It's not the same. But in UFC, no. And at low weight, you don't see 43-year-olds. In, 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 what, what weight was it? Lower welter, weight. it's welterweight. Oh, welterweight is light. Oh, welterweight is like less than eleven, isn't it? Less than eleven stone in in English money, yeah. isn't it? You ten know, stone, eleven stone. Um, well, ten stones one forty. Add fourteen one fifty four, and add another yeah one sixty eight. So in it's a light middleweight in in boxing terms, isn't it? Yeah. So after you've rehydrated, that's what just under eleven stone or eleven stone. You know, yeah, 11, 12, 12 stone, roughly. Yeah, 12 stone. So you're talking, you know, you're, you're, that's an old man to be rolling around and punching and kicking and elbowing. It's oh, right, you know, I'm, I don't know. I've said it, I mean, at a low level. I hope they do well. Um, I, I won't be watching it. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you, though. I hear you. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna premeditate to plan to watch that particular world to wait fight. I will be definitely be watching Paolo Costa and Marvin Vittori. But if I do catch the card, I'm I am gonna remember this conversation I'm having with you. And I'm gonna remember this podcast as well. And I just and I will be thinking about how they perform. I know that if I if I do see them, Francisco and Dwight, if I do see them fight, I will be thinking about the things that you're saying to me right now. And just and just that I think that would give me a, a perspective on um, when they're performing it, and it would give me a perspective of, of the tempo of how they're performing, their body language, what aesthetically, how do they look? What's their mindset like? And I hope that's what the listeners take from this as well, based on what you've just said. Like these are these are old warriors. No offense to them, they're warriors, straight up and down. They're they're warriors all around, but at the same time they're not at their peak and if they are at their peak then i will be and everybody else will be witnessing something super special um, uh, you know I, I see something super special i'm gonna be i'm gonna be saying they need to go to to, to usada and wada mate I'm, yeah I, I agree with you i don't think it's gonna be special though i do honestly i don't think i think they're like you said I think it's it's just a young man's sport, but sometimes you can be surprised with with you know with the anomalies of of, of the human. Oh, we being. all love we all love a um a wonderful story, but reality is you add their age together eighty. Oof. Eighty <laughs> age, um, in, in a fighting world, that's fifteen to twenty years too many years. Mm. That's a lot of years between just two fighters adding up. That is a that is a lot of years, and it could result in a beautiful chess board, or it could result in a Zimmer frame style of fight. Yeah, no, no offense to them, it could go either way, and I think you know what I mean, Farmer. Yeah, of course you do. Your responders go, your speed goes, your resistance goes. That's natural, through natural science. So some people say it's great matchmaking. Two old boys, fair play. Okay, that that that's could be an argument. But as anybody listens to my views, I'm quite strong about it. Sorry, guys. When it comes to, I think there's a cutoff or a review when you get to 35. I don't think anyone fighters should fight at 40. I strongly believe that. Uh, I think for their health and safety, 
after the years of dealing with it internally with the sport, I don't think it's safe. I don't think it's smart. And there should be some form of union. And once they get to a certain age, Dana White or the UFC or Bellator, pay them handsomely and get their pension and go. Mm. I don't like seeing it. Don't I don't like seeing it. We're not seeing, because UFC is a young sport. It's like rugby, professional rugby, when it came out in 95, okay? Now we're seeing the, the after effects of head injuries. Yes. Yeah? And I'm gonna, we're going to see this in 20, 20, 2030s. Dana mm. White, Dana White, probably dead and gone, or or billionaire living in a casino. He don't, he's not going to care. We're going to see some serious problems in the next 10, 15 years. We are. They're just too old. They're too old. And um, that's my worry. We're not seeing it yet. And I can see the women having effects as well. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not, not against the women. I just feel that you want to be mothers in the sport. Uh, you're taking internal smashes, mate, in, in, in your organs, which you're childbearing people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, on the same side, you know, just to play that, I'm not even going to say devil's advocate, just to play that that balance advocate. Um, let's see the data. Let's see the data because women, you know, atomically, have, they've got a bit more fat composition in their bodies internally, not just aesthetically, but internally as well, which will help some of the shock of the punches. And there's also tolerance. There's also tolerance of pain and tolerance of, of um, tolerance of shocks to the body. And at the moment, uh, atomically, women can take a lot more tolerance than men. And yeah, I think that's can, one but... of the reasons why they produce produce childbirth that's one of the you know personally that's why I, I cannot prove this i'm just saying no, just an opinion. Just, i mean you're a man of non um, open common sense but when you're when a woman has her, her men, menstrual um period, cycle cycle yeah you're going to prevent having that when you fourth you're messing about mother nature you can do that for 10 years that's not a natural thing to do what's I mean, that and, well if you if you've got your regular uh periods and you've mm. got, you got to say three fights or four fights a year, and it comes your period gets in the way, and you have to alter it. You know, like the professor said, women will take certain tablets or their diets to stop it. It's not a natural thing of um, purging your body or flushing it out, whatever. I, I don't know the right terminologies. There's, the periods are there for a reason, aren't they? Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's not natural. That's not the, the, the ways. Sorry, sorry to cut you there, but the, the ways in how you mitigate that have changed uh, like, I don't know everything I'm just saying what what I've seen and discovered there's been female warriors from from before I was born there's been female warriors from overtime overtime gladiatorial and it wasn't just men females were gladiatorial as well not just the men and yeah, women women have a price. women have a tolerance still and and I don't I I, I do think it depends on to be honest with you, when it comes to weight gain, when a woman has a menstrual cycle, as far as I know, it does change their their weight gain. But based on their genetics, it it's not as extremely um, advanced as others. Like for example, you could have two welterweights, but one has a heavy menstrual menstrual cycle that lasts for a week and a half, and another may have a menstrual cycle that lasts for four to five days. And and because the other one it lasts it lasts for longer and it's more heavier, 
and it may come with cramps it may come with some psychological um, pains yeah. and stuff then then pills may need to be taken but then the other it may it may be as light as a feather you may not to do like it's it's i think genetics plays a very big part it's still individual I do yeah, think I, it's I individual. I'm just, I'm just throwing out. I mean, as I'm not an expert, I wish the professor was here this week and he'll explain it probably. Yes, he, he would add a, add a, a much deeper insight as well. Eloquently as well. But the key, what I'm saying is that, you know, we're sort of deviating a little bit. I, I just feel that age within this sport, it needs to be looked at deeply. As I said, rugby players now are, are they're falling by the wayside. There's, there's, there's men in the sport now are struggling with, with um head injuries. American football still you know with Yes, that. yeah, they even made films about that. You're right. Problems now. What's gonna UFC gonna have? I don't know. We're yet to see that. We're yet, yet to, to see that. But remember the gloves are small so you get knockout quicker. Yeah, but you do but the thing is coach T the training's just harder than the fights. <laughs> yes Come on, yes. Yeah, this true. is not the train is very the, true. You gotta cover so many different um Oof. Yeah. of the game as, as what they say you can't go into into a shower and not get wet these, these girls and boys are taking punishment and a lot of them fight with injuries don't they I yeah because it's I so watch, hard you're right i watch, you're right. I, watch, I watch a, a, a sparring grill um with um izzy and um uh and hooker it was ridiculous it was i i, I, I tell anyone to go on youtube and watch izzy training with hooker Dan Hooker, mm. two mates just rattling out. That's that's just training for a fight. Yep, you know it's too much impact on the body, and that worries me. I can see you MMA fighters in the next 10, 15, 20 years. It's going to go like rugby and American football. It's and that's why I'm saying, great. That's a possibility. If we're going to need to be safeguard people, when you hit a certain age, you need to stop. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great point though What you made uh, That is a very, very great point That's that's behind the scenes What people don't see That that pain behind the curtain Bumblecloth Oof, oof. You know, The All Blacks don't have certain contacts They, they you know so, so they, 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 they knock it on the head They have they might have 15 minutes a session Yeah UFC, they're having like every day they're doing it uh. <clears throat> Because people are scientifically know don't know any different because you're taking on a, a never bear which is in the bear pit in your own gym you know you actually just watched I, I was absolutely shocked to see that type of training because I wanted to know why this little New Zealand club are producing okay they've got, this is a world champion they've got France they've got Hooker they've got a couple of others they've got the um Alex um or Sobolskolotsky, you know, these coming out, they train at this gym and they're producing, you know, world's top 20 fighters. for so They got voted the best gym in the world, didn't they? You know, so I just want to know why this little And I've seen them. They're, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> That's a dick. I could, you know, I saw your eyes open up. I'm like, oh, I, I, yeah, don't you even, did. I can't even see you visually, but I can hear your eyes open, your eyebrows went up. You like, need crazy. to watch it, Coach T. Oh, my God, to watch crazy. The, the, <laughs> fucking crazy. It's called Frenemies. <laughs> they call it Frenemies. Yeah, that's Izzy, right, Frenemy. If Izzy and Dan Hooker. Is, they call Dan Hooker a psychopath. <laughs> he, he just changes. Because he's got that laughy, smiley, lovely guy, isn't he? 
these guys are tough men, these Kiwis, mate. They're hard as nails, mate. You know, but the, the training's not normal. And if it is normal in every other gym, I don't want my son doing it. Nope. You know what I've been man. That's not for you, son. You know, that's not, that's not... When you run out, you're, 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 you're knackered and you've got Dan Hooker coming in the last round, jumping on your head. No. <laughs> no, mate. You know, no. Oh, shit. You know, and you've got to do it for four or five minutes because that's the real fight. Uh, it, it is crazy, mate. Uh, and, and it's not half measures. And they're padded up. But as I said, day in, day out, a grind. It's, it still takes something out of you, though. It does. It still takes something out of you. It's, it's a kryptonite, isn't it? I think it's a kryptonite. And that worries me going forward. Deeply does, people. I mean, yeah, I love the combat sport. And I know the um, dangers. It, so, therefore, I need, I'm a great believer. When you hit a certain age, you haven't made the money, you know, tough. Get out and have your health. Do another option. Get another job. Mm. Or, or you can do what Francisco does with Dwight at 43 and 37 and fight again. <laughs> That's what they're doing, isn't it? That's what you just described is what sometimes you just uh, go again. Maybe. Maybe that's perfect matchmaking. These two old boys, the, the, the impact ain't as bad. I don't know. Mm. It's, 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 it's a worrying sight. And we, we, all t- we have this podcast in every 20 years, Coach G. That'll be our big subject of the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be interested to know still the date, uh, the data and the stats from that, but but nevertheless, I think the fact that we've spoken about it now, I think that's good. I, th- I think this is a perspective that some may not be privy to. I mean, me personally, I don't always think about the the rigmar the the regime of training and how it can take away like I, I know for a fact that the more wars you will have as an individual like this is not, not just physical like mental emotional uh, shit, shit even financial whatever the platform of a war if it's a, if it's a really intense war it will always take something from you like it always takes a little a little bite from you a little chunk from you that's what war does it does you know, I mean, you can learn from a war, you can build from a war, but it will always take a little something from you. You will always leave a little something on that battleground on whatever that platform is. And when it comes to like training and just wars in general, with like boxing, especially boxing, like that, you leave a little something with yourself and that and that ring that you won't get back. You left it there. That was part of the deal of commitment. Even if you won. You still left a piece of your dare because that's how you won. And training, you go to war and train, you leave a piece of yourself, man. That's just how it is. How much pieces you have. That's why Mayweather changed the game. He said, hey, boxing is a pugilistic sport. Why don't we concentrate on defense? Yep. And that's what he did. You know, yeah, I'm not a great fan of the guy, but hey. You have to give it to him. And didn't he look, didn't he make that wonderful art? Remember, mine, you're in a small arena and you can throw 125 punches at someone's head and body and you miss because he's got an art of defending it. That's art. That's, that's, that's artistry, isn't it? Yes, that's but a sweet you, science. You, that's you, the sweet science in essence. You just stand there with a friend of yours, two six nines glove and throw blows at each other and 
you got a Mayweather-esque one of your friends just tapping it, moving, head movement, shoulder movement, foot movement, and you can't hit him, you're going to say he's not human. <laughs> Think about it. There's no one, you, know, you, you know what I mean? You imagine there's, you've got, you're throwing punches and you're yards away from someone, and every time you throw, and you're throwing it, when an average man can throw a punch quite quickly, can't he? But this individual is just moving his jawline, his shoulder line of millimetres and you're missing him. And he comes back with a counter punch. That's an art. And you throw it at the body, he drops the elbow and you go to the hook, he throws the glove up to stop it, to, to, to soften that blow. Then when you go to the right, a straight right or right hook, he's ducked under you by three millimetres. Then he's moved away by doing one of those side shuffles. Do you know what I mean? Then he's looking at you and you you think you, you think you're in the matrix. Mm, that's right. And this is where I say to people, oh yeah, he's not like UFC. No, mate, boxing makes a beautiful is is a sin is is what's the word I'm looking for? Is is something in sync? Is a sync I can't say the word. Is very well, like a synchronicity or synchronicity, that's the word your coach okay. did. Synchronicity of movement and anticipation, knowing just because the first round you gauge the, the range, don't you, in boxing? Yeah, that's intellig intelligent intuition. So you, so you think, right, yeah, you hit hard. Oh, your jab's short. Right, I've got that. It's like a computer in a brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you analyze, study analyze the pattern. Study the pattern, the, move, the foot movement's slow, the foot movement's quick. Oh, you got me that time. Right, your foot movement. How do I evade your foot movement? What I'm going to do, I'm going to duck and move to the left. You know, and, and put my high guard up. You know, or I might throw a, a fake jab or faint. That gets you off guard. Then you're back again. And, I, and I'm, oh, I've got the range now. It's, 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 it's mesmeric. I find it absolutely spellbounding in how, how they do that. And that's what he's brought back in the art. That's why boxing is beautiful. We've got offensive, defensive. And counter is it's just a mixture of um it's like one of those nineteen thirty-four films which in watching um Basil um oh, since guy did Sherlock Holmes. What Basil Brush? No, uh, <laughs> I played Sherlock Holmes, Basil um <laughs> uh, Rathbone against um in the squash buckling movies, you know the sore fencing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. brilliant, doesn't it? It's all um, choreography, you know, but it looks fantastic full speed and that's how boxing is it's a choreography of beauty you know what i mean and the movement ahead I, I honestly people i know i'm salivating but it's a, such a beautiful art but what i like to say coach t i know we'll be wrapping up soon we got two people we got in front of 30th of october and the following we got two, two six seven and two six eight in the, uh, in the mma world us we got two loaded cards coming up I want the whole world to sit back and enjoy these few weeks. We've got a fantastic um, card. Um, I didn't even know Jan was fighting for his world title. Yeah, yeah, against Glover, Glover Taxira. That's right. That's a great fight. And we got. I don't know what happened to um, our Jamaican brother. He must have no. got injured because Corey Shanahan Hannigan's fighting. He stepped in. I thought he would. I thought there was going to have a part two to that, innit? Like, yeah, but yeah, but I believe what's name's injured, so okay. that'd be a good fight. Him and Yan, then he, he got Islam. Oh, he Dan Hooker took on the fight, he doesn't refuse anything. He went back to New Zealand, did his quarantine, took a few weeks, and he's back out again to do well, it he again. Don't, he don't give a fuck, man. He don't care. He don't give a fuck. 
a real good fight. Real good fight. And he's fight, yeah, light heavyweight. He's fighting a light heavy mind, Coach D. Yeah, so, so I believe he's gone up, yeah? He's, he's gone, gone up, up. So, just, he, he doesn't care. This guy's a G, Dan Hooker. The UFC, <laughs> Dan Hooker's like, you know, in boxing, we get these, you know, you get these um, journeymen. Dan yeah. Hooker steps in. <laughs> he steps in, man. Light heavy against a Islam's not it's no joke as you were saying. No, Islam is no joke. I tell Islam to I thought Islam would take the place of Khabib. Islam is all rounded like nastiness, mate. He's a very good warrior. Yeah. Very good. That'd be good. I mean Dan Hooker trains with his with a met with a light heavyweight king, innit? So no, sorry, mm. no, not light heavyweight king. That's not true. For, um he trains with um Izzy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's jumped up a weight. He's got weights to do that. So we see what happens because he'll bring it, he'll turn up. Yeah, he will. Then you got Alex Walkoff against um Martin Tybora. That's gonna be a great fight. Tybora, I'm a good fan of his. He he, he brings it. Mm-hmm. And the welterweight, oh, that's gonna be a good fight. That will test um can I never pronounce his name. Um well, I know Sh- Shimav, uh, Kazmat Shimav. Yeah, Shimav, Shimav. Jingaling, Jing Jingalang. Jingaling, yeah, that'd Lee be, Jingaling, yeah, that'd yeah, be a decent fight. That'd be, I look forward to Lee, that. One. Lee Jingaling, yeah, he sounds like he was um born during Christmas, but yeah, cool, yeah, yeah and, Jingaling. Uh, the other heavyweight against um Vulcan, the Turkish Swedish um Turkish Swiss guy against uh Magoben and Vo- Vulcan Azme who beat um um a good a good fighter and i follow him still man he's a good guy i've, I've met him a, a few times even shared a steak with him still um, really jimmy manuel yeah oh manuel yes right you beat jimmy manuel yeah yeah he did yeah, he did he did and jimmy mario is a jimmy he's a warrior man yeah he's a dude he wouldn't come knocking on your door and send you owe him some money <laughs> See, <laughs> you ain't got the cash that you need to draw what card you got yeah. what card whatever you happens got. that first <laughs> Jimmy can hold first three minutes with any human being on the earth. Do you know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. Jimmy, yeah, yeah, 100%. So that that's a great card. And the following card, wow. You know, we got the main event. Mm-hmm. Two, six, eight. I'm I'm especially looking forward to the Rose Namunes against Zhang. Uh, I am looking forward to that because that was, that was, oh, that was a great, Great chessboard move. You know when you play against a chessboard master and you, you've planned to, to do your best and you're going to last long and you've got this move and that move and that move and then two moves, boom, 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 head kick, gone. Game you know done. the fight I'm looking forward to, mate? What one's that? Justin Gaethje against Chandra. That's good. Ooh, that's fire. The card is, the card is fire. Yeah. The card is even below that. Even below that. Frankie yeah, Edgar. Oh, thanks. my God. God. Marlon Vera, Marlon brings it as well. There, there's no one don't bring it on this, mate. They bring it. One yeah. of the best cards this year. Yeah. One of the, it might be yeah. the best card for the year. Yeah, the, the last, yeah, because these four fighters, for Oof. everyone brings it. Covington against Usman, um, that's going to be fireworks. As you yeah. say, Rose, what Rose has come in? Because we know Zhang, Zhang is definitely motivated. Is motivated. She's even hold camp in America to to concentrate on this fight, and her English has improved dramatically as well. And Gagey against Chandler, just just two kind of buddies, really. But that's sure scary. That's work. All I see is work. You say Justin Gagey 
Michael, all I see is work, 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 work. That's the, the tempo. That's a, oh my gosh. That, that I think that fight of the night. I, if I was to bet money, I'm gonna go fight in the night for Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. I am going fighting. I know that Usman and, and Kobe they go at it, but yeah, yeah. I think I think Justin and, and Michael fight of the night. It's 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 blood is gonna be spilled. All I know, mm. you know, blood is going to be spilled, mate. So great, great card. So that's that's UFC two six eight, guys, and that's going to be on Sunday, the seventh of November. Mm-hmm. Silly o'clock in the morning if you reside in Greenwich. Meantime, GMT. That is two o'clock in the morning. That's going to be held in Madison Square Garden. Same place that Biggie performed, same place that Daddy Kane performed, same place that Tupac performed, same place that a lot of famous people perform. I mean, Madison Square Garden has got energy in it. Great, great venue for like one of the best, one of the best technical lineups and cards I've seen in a long time. I really, I really think this is the one before Christmas, Coach T.I. I got to get this in 269. Oh, wait, are you talking about Holloway Rodriguez or Vieira and Tate? Oliveira against Dustin Poirier. Oh, Amanda Nunes against uh, Juliana Pena. That's a good fight. Pena, the tough girl. And our Jamaican brother against our Cuban brother, Leon Edwards against Masterwell. That I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And um, Kai, Kara, France against Cody Garvey. That's be a good fight. And um, that's another, this is guy's good. Um, Piva against O'Malley. That's going to be a nice fight. Yeah, man. The next three cards are going to be fantastic, mate. So should be. Should be. Should be. Definitely. Definitely. Because um, we just had Demont and we've got a UFC and uh, we've got a. Uh, Costa and Vittori, 267, 268. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And on that note, guys, on that note, <sighs> domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. Domestic violence. And it was within the realms of, of Newcastle. Sky Sports, I believe, was paying the bills and setting the platform for it to allow people to watch skillful pugilists go at it in the in the world of boxing and I think it was good. I think I think they set up some very good future fights, especially with Marshall possibly against Shields. Very, very good future fight there. Um, you know, very good. Eubank Jr. as well. Still, you know, still building his progress and going through. Um, I was very happy with with the the domestic card with regards to that. What do you think, Farmer? Was you happy with the domestic card that we had recently? Yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was good. It's good. But I mean, obviously it's come down a little bit what we've had last couple of weeks from Fury, but it's good to see competition and then boxing. We've got some good boxing fights coming up as well. Um, Boxing's on the up a little bit, thank God. Um, Yeah, there's some great fights coming up on the world stage and potential fights as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing... um, Terence Crawford against uh, Porter. Really looking for. I think that's gonna be a brilliant fight. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, I would like to do a show about that. That's gonna be a great fight. I agree. And 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 also as well. Speaking of things that I agree upon, you know, I agree. It was great that you was with me on this show. <laughs> I think it was beautiful, mate. I think it was lovely. It was good. And I always I get insights from you. 
And if I'm getting insights from you, I know others that are listening to your your voice are getting insights as well. And and you know, you plant seeds, man. You know, your your nickname as the farmer is not for just some nice aesthetical reason. You do plant seeds of good um intellect and perspective. You know, and that's what it's about. That's what this show is about. Punch Touch podcast is just about giving people a different perspective. You may agree with it, you may not agree with it, but at the same time, it's all provoking thoughts to give you a 360 perspective of what you are viewing, which will ultimately give you the full potential and value of what you are witnessing, whether you are watching the sweet science of boxing or the brutal. <laughs> Brutal strategy of MMA. Farmer, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, Coach T. I love how you wrote that down. All I'm saying to the viewers, um, me and Coach T are like, a, we've got, a, like in a U-boat, we've got a kaleidoscope put up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> a U-boat, you know. Did you say U-boat? A kaleidoscope. <laughs> and we just want you to view what we view upside down. Um, everybody has their own views and opinions. But we just like to share it with everyone. That's all it is for a different um, optics. But what I'm saying, what I'd like everyone to do also is to watch these things on YouTube, pick your favorite fighters and back them, you know, and, and you know, support them because that's what we do. We're not, I'm not a journalist. Coach T's not, we're not journalist trained. We're not media trained. I can hardly say my words. I can hardly pronounce the fighters. I can't hardly remember the dates of these fights, but you get a gist of what we're trying to say. We're, tr we're trying to keep this program authentic as possible. Some might say, yeah, we can brush up on our skills, but we take we take the essence out of the actual know-how because we make mistakes and we want you to say, no, no, it was that person. Fine. So therefore, externally, we're achieving what we want to achieve for you to be involved with us in this wonderful sport of combat MMA and boxing. That's great. You know what? That's that's beautiful. What you said there, that's beautiful. You know, and sometimes I forget that as as I'm talking and listening and, and just just experiencing the moment myself because I, you know, obviously I I love the sport, but also yeah, you, you know, you press play, you pressed play, and you listening to this, and please add your opinion. Add your opinion, guys. I, I know on some of the platforms where this podcast will be spread upon, it will be options for you to add your opinion, put your feedback. Maybe there might be something that you want us to talk about. Well, you know, put it down there. Put it down there. And um, yeah, yeah, Farmer said that beautifully. That's 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 just what that's what we do. We do it for the love. We do it for the love. And if you feel the love, then you know, then express yourself. Talk about it. Maybe you may have something that uh, we may not be privy to. Talk about it. We're all we're all people here that want to learn more about the sport because we love the sport. And that's as simple as I can put it. I've been your host, Coach T. This is episode twenty six, domestic violence. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And remember, remember, remember.